Good afternoon. Hello. Um, welcome to an episode of Rum Doings. Uh, this week I'm joined by my very special guest, Mr. Nicholas Mailer. Yes, and notice me alone. Yes, just Nick. Yes. Uh, it's pure. Uh, as, as, a, you know, as promised, I only brought myself up and didn't bring in some sort of Yoko Ono-ish interloper. So <laughs> I think I keep my promises. Someone said on the comments today that Laura sounds like a female version of me. That's pretty accurate, but then again, you'd only go out with yourself, to be honest. That's true, I am a narcissist of the highest order. A narcissistic solipsist, more like. Yes, that's right. What's the topic Uh, today? The topic today is, is it not time we gave up on the panda? I think that's true. I mean, they've they've certainly given up on themselves, so that's fine. Uh, It's quite a cold day, so we're... we're, 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 What do we have with us? We have the the good old-fashioned... Straw paint stripper. Let's have a little sip. Available in good all, all good Austrian uh, airports. Or hardware stores. Oh! <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter how many times you have it, it always takes you by surprise, <coughs> doesn't it? It's. Because it, there's, Ow! There, there's always that joke about, about <coughs> alcohol and the effects that it can have, but mm-hmm. really, this still surprised you because it smells. Or, you know, its 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 smell is preparing you quite adequately. You think, mm-hmm. but then it jumps into another dimension. You know when you go to your the, throat. you know when you go to the dentist and they get a little bit of anaesthetic drips onto your tongue. No, I've never done that. Oh, and your tongue goes the back of your throat goes numb, mm. it, and you feel like you can't swallow anymore. Or if they have to inject far back in the, mm. pr- back of the actually, the, my tongue feels numb now. Yeah, the back of my I, I'm I having a bit of trouble swallowing because I, can't, I genuinely can't quite feel the back of my throat. <laughs> actually, this is an anaesthetic. Well, it seems to work better on you than most real anaesthetics. So maybe next That's time, you, next time you have to have a root canal, just uh, swig a pint or two <laughs> of straw. You'll certainly not be awake. Hmm. I'm trying to work out what it tastes of. Come on, let's identify the flavors. Well, when I smell it, I can definitely um, smell ketones. I can smell acetone, n- nail polish remover. Yes, yes. That's that's very, very strong. I mean, not in a figurative kind of, oh, no. it's a bit like gooseberry scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if somebody had told me that they'd mix acetone with something, I would think but so. But there's a fruit with it, too. Acetone and... It's a, it kind of dates, I think. Datey sort of smell, maybe? Not dates, something... No, uh, something close, though. Something close to date. Maybe a fig. Slightly rotting fig. A slightly rotting fig. There you go. A slightly then when you taste it. A slightly rotting fig in nail polish, and then you taste it. And it tastes. It's like, actually if you if you taste it, it's actually quite sweet. Yeah, that's the thing. It tastes actually quite nice and awful at the same time, and that's why I think I like it. It, it tastes. You know, I know what it tastes like. It tastes it, like it horror tastes like, and comedy. It tastes like what alcohol tastes like the first time you try it. Yes, and every time you take it. But every it. time you have it, it tastes like that. What's really good, if you put a touch on your tongue, mm-hmm. and then you breathe out, and then in again, it's really... Well, it's all cold, like you've had mint. Yeah, but like you've had a mega mint. Yeah, a mega, mega mint. <laughs> well, I'm going to suffer this slowly throughout the recording rather than die. Yeah. Yes. What, 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 what have you been doing the last week or two? Do you know, I've just become Mr. Famous Pants. Mm-hmm. That's who I've well, been. Well, firstly, you were interviewing some old comedians. Yes, some ancient comedians. And it is ho- horrifying to think that they are ancient. You have a problem with age, people ageing, don't you? Well, I, these days my greater problem is with realising that people in certain strata who might always pictured as being grown up mm-hmm. and therefore older than I am. Yes. Are suddenly starting to be on the same Ooh, don't the policemen all let 
if only it were just the policeman. But you know, uh, I, when when I watch television now, there are too many people my age or younger on in positions of authority, and that's clearly not appropriate. I find it disturbing when I watch a f- uh, a film mm-hmm. and I look to see who the actor is, yes, assuming him to be old enough to be my father, or something, yeah. and find out that he's in his twenties, and then realise that I'm older than him. Yes. Or how about I'm thirty three at the moment, oh, which yeah. is the age Mister Mister Christ was mm. on the year of his death. Yeah. And I don't feel like I've quite managed to pack as much in. Or Mozart, indeed. Indeed, indeed yes. Well, I like to think I've done as well as Mozart. Yes, in, in the world of games blogging. <laughs> That's right, I'm the, I'm the Mozart of games writing. You're, you're, <laughs> that, that, that review reminded me of the 40th Symphony, as, <laughs> the way you modulated. That's what I think about myself. Your, the, the way you balance your chromaticism with your That's is right. wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm glad I've finally been recognised. Your your, your 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 tonic dominant writing certainly gives me the um, the frisson. Mm. So, so so I met Mr. Gilliam and Mr. Jones of Monty Python fame. You did, and were they lovely? Um, oh, in real life, you know, they're such lovely chaps. Uh, as frustrating as it is to report, yes, I'm afraid so. Um, mm. They were generous before and after the interview. They were chatting before. They were chatting after. How did they seem in each Very other's friendly. company? That's the, and they seem to get on. They get, seem to get on brilliantly well. Without... So even when I stood to have a photograph taken with them, they chatted across me to each other about how, the the condition that causes you to forget people's names. I forget. I forget what it's called appropriately enough. Uh, I'm going to give it a name. Go for it. I'm going to call it anomia. Okay, that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Gilliam was saying that he can remember what that name is, what the name for that condition is, but he can't remember anyone's names. Mm. Um, and they were just having this amiable chat about how old they were and how they have to write things down now to remember them and so on. Um, they sit, they they just seem to be uh, getting on so well. And even like if when I was hanging around before and after, I was seeing other interviews going on, and they were just mucking around together and doing jokes. And they just mm. seemed to they seemed to be so friendly. But there were such generous interviewers as well. Yes, interviewees even. Yes. they they didn't. I heard them. Give, I heard Terry Jones tell the same story twice while I was there, and he said it both times with the same excitement and the same passion. But doesn't that worry you that the whole thing's fake? It, it does. It was it the make... same passion, the same excitement. But in a sense, I would have preferred that in the second time he said it, there was not so much passion yes. as a bit annoyed. Well, it makes me very proud that in my interview I asked them, I'm fairly certain they gave no answers they would have given to anyone else because I didn't ask them about Monty Python nor the game. Yes, so, which is good, even though you were um, there to talk about a Monty Python game. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, But I thought, how tedious, and you know, no viewer... I certainly, if I were an interviewer, would never ask about the project in play. And I mean, I suppose that's a general philosophy. I mean, that's why we record a podcast where the topic is ignored. And I think that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's a general principle yes. that I'm surprised more people don't mm. stick to because it, in that way you can get to far more interesting little uh, shortcuts and interstices to the truth. The only frustration for the experience for me was that... Um, I was frustrated by that. Were you? What was it? Too many people, you didn't get them one-to-one or two-to-one, I think. The fact that it was still in... They, they were on the conveyor belt and yes. the others on the conveyor belt were around as well. It was frustrating that there were shadows going past on the screen while we were interviewing on the mm. video. Which is but yes, there were other people around. The next person was waiting and there was a man standing in the doorway telling me I had to wrap up after five minutes of the 20 I've been told I had. So I just ignored him mm. and continued for a good ten minutes. But I was, you know, was for, of course the 20 minutes included the setting up and the sitting down, which so presumably I was in there for longer than 20. But when he t- started telling me the last question at five minutes, I just chose to ignore him because there's no way I was travelling to London in the abhorrent weather last what week. What if you'd been killed? To, um, then that was a him. sacrifice worth making, I feel, I, I my it, principles. I, I suppose it would have been. I mean, I, uh, talking about forgetting people's names, yeah. I don't want to get too... Have you ever noticed about things, mm-hmm. but... 
it does start to happen. I mean, it's not so much, not even that you well, forget them. I called you Craig them. earlier today. No, but it's not even that you forget them. It's just that what used to come very quickly and very elegantly, now there's there's a tiny little pause in the programming as it, as it does a little floppy disk look up sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. And it shouldn't. <laughs> uh, obvious names that then come like that next time. But some names just get stuck for no reason whatsoever, or, or, or certain words and so on, and... It's, it's but horrific. don't you think you can you can dislodge? I don't know if it's age because if I forget a word and then you can almost dislodge that word from the next person's brain as well, just by asking what is the word that means, you can you, you, dislodge it for them too. Yeah, I imagine you probably can. Darren Brown claims that he's mastered the art of this. Can we call him? Can we, can we can we call him Darren, please? Derek. Is it Darren or Darren? Or it's Derek. Darren. No, no, I know. No, is it actually is it Derek? Is it actually Derek or Darren? I have no idea. Because it's clearly Darren is a very annoying name. Well, I assume there was already a Darren Brown on the equity book, on, the, yeah. on the equity lists, and so he had to change it. Maybe I don't know. I don't really care. I, mean, I don't approve of the name Darren. Okay. Although I do remember it sadly. That's true, but I doubt he. Had, I'm sure. I, I'm sure that rather than having mastered the art of doing that, he was just. It's just yet more uh, tiresome trickery. Yes. Rather than anything actually interesting. Yes, I, I mean, but. but yeah, but have you noticed that yet? Or What's uh, that? I mean, you, you, you're you becoming a very forgetful fellow anyway. Yes, apparently so. But, I mean, have you noticed well, that? I would argue uh, For that... example, a few months ago, I suddenly forgot who John, the name of John Humphreys. Oh, right. Uh, not for a long time. It's just, <laughs> you know, John... <laughs> John Humphreys is that, that kind of thing. And I don't that, think that's... that's a, I think that's... I think that you do that. When I was at school, we could never remember each other's names. You just, just cycle through names. Well, names we are stupid. Names are stupid, aren't they? Because they're very arbitrary. Well, you, you, yes. You know, there's, nothing, there's nothing that... You're not, there's nothing Nicholas about you. No, not at all. Um, at all. Other than you're not wearing any pants. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am a toilet. <laughs> Although, although let's be honest, he's he's very much a cleg. <laughs> That's true. He's and then such you've got, a cleg. Then you get into your predeterminative nomenclature. Yes, you do. Yes. For for example. For example, I can't think of any examples. Well, I can. Go on. Um, Rupert Murdoch's middle name is um, Child Tickler. <laughs> Rupert, really? Ch- Rupert Child Tickler Murdoch that is an extraordinary coincidence. It is a coincidence. He's a rena- he's renowned for entertaining his <laughs> well beloved children with a good tickle. Yes. 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 A friendly, warm tickle. Rupert Child Tickler, Murdoch. It is right, and um, as well as, of course, Nick Beep Clegg. That's it's right. interesting he had a beep as a middle name, and I think it's quite appropriate. It is very appropriate. <laughs> um, so th- th- that's another exciting. Pen Gillette of Penantella uh, named his daughter. Uh, his daughter's middle name is Crime Fighter. So when she gets pulled over by the police, she can say, but Officer Crime Fighter is my middle name. And when he looks at her driving licence, he'll see that it's true. That's his plan for his daughter. So he hopes that his daughter yes, does something does get to pulled over. Well, in America, you get pulled over by the police. So, uh, as almost, I think you get uh, pulled over by the police for drinking the wrong brand of soft drink or something. That's so right. It, it, uh, I'm sorry, sure. this is the Mountain Dew Highway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see very clearly that you have 7-Up in that's that. That's right. 20-gallon cup. <laughs> the big gulp. A big gulp. It's more than a gulp. I, 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 <laughs> Imagine I, if you gulped a big gulp. <laughs> you'd die. From a 7-Eleven. <laughs> you would literally 7-Elevens which are open 24 hours a day. Oh dear, are you... It's a slightly poor name. Oh dear, you've fallen for that, haven't you? Oh, is it not 7... Is that oh not my name? Oh, no one to educate me. I'm interested. Oh dear. Uh, it's something to do with licensing. I think it's uh, open seven days a week till 11 at night or something like that. It's, it's something to do with originally the way that... 
the well, I'm sure they used to be. Or, or something like that. So sure even they... if the names are now, it wasn't directly yeah, related. It wasn't directly related from seven in the morning to eleven at night or something I'm like sure that. I'm sure it was. You fool! No, it wasn't. It would have been open from seven till eleven. That's hence the name. Why not? Incorrect. Was that's why not why? Because that, that's not what they were named for. Well, you don't know. You're just I making it up. No, I'm not. It's a bit like when people complain about the smallest Starbucks size being at all. Have you? Have you heard this rant from people? Yes, because you've made it on... When do you... Oh, yes, you made it on that Rum Doings podcast. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Oh, you're so senile. You see, no, it's not senility and it's not forgetfulness. <laughs> it it's just that I just don't you, you care what I said. You don't really. care about all your listener. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't care about your audience. Not a I love the fact that I always say that every week, audience and listener, every uh-huh. week we say it. Yes. God, I hate that, those little in-jokes. Did you hear that Laura said it? Yeah. Last time as well. Don't, don't, she don't, joined don't, in. Don't talk about that. Then there was. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit. People liked your solemn lecture. Apparently, apparently, I hijacked the conversation and I sabotage and I cause all the problems. You do. I was astonished. I think. I think when the they ingredients when the ingredients were distilled out, I yes. think it was very clear. <laughs> they think where I not here. I was very clear what was going to be flushed down the loo and what was going to be. <laughs> Have have a cork put in and put in cryogenic suspension. But it's just so how they just cannot listen. That's the only logic to think that I am the cause of the silliness in this podcast. I love the way that you're all jovial, Mr. Silly, and yet of course off off mic you're the most grumpy Absolutely, sort of sod yes. in the world. Um, uh-huh. I think it's the coffee. Uh-huh. I noticed that you're decaffeinated coffee. But I noticed that you're drinking it out of a purple mug. Yes, I am. Wouldn't you prefer to have it out of a glass? No, I'm on a purple mug phase at the moment. Or green. Green mug is fine. But why too. not out of a glass? Because I just go through phases of preferring it out of a different vessel. This is a first. No, for this podcast. For, well, no, I've been drinking out of a mug for the last few, and you've been commenting on it every time. Well, tell me you're what. Senile. No, well, dude, no, I, I have never been commenting on it, but I always thought it was just contingent. Now you need to tell me what's changed in your life such that your f- apparently inerrant glass hypothesis has failed you. I saw this mug in a supermarket, and I thought, well, I like the look of that mug, so I bought it, and I made coffee in it, and I thought. I don't quite like drinking it out of. There's something I like the thickness of the rim. As you used it's to, nice, you soft, like a thick smooth. rim. I do. I love a good thick rim. Okay, but whereas um, before you'd mentioned how you loved the thin rim of a glass. No, not the thin. Never, ever the thin. That's why I drank it out of a thick milkshake glass. Um, mm. I wouldn't dream of drinking from a thin rim. Is their life better than yours? I don't understand. Is their life better than yours? Oh, all the milk, the milkshake that brings the boys to the yard. Yes. Just the word milkshake was enough to trigger yes. that song in your head. It is a silly song. It's a very silly song. Is it offensive? I think no, it is offensive. That she that she believes that her wobbly boobies bring boys into her back garden. Isn't it sad that she has uh, enculturated that view of herself? That, I think that, it, it is quite sad if that's what she thinks is her appeal. Uh, oh, look, I'm wobbling my boobs mm-hmm. and... That's the full extent of well, my feminine power. On the, on the other side, wobbly boobies are nice. They are nice. And I have no problem with objectifying people, unlike as, Mr. Bell. As you've explained. Um, but on the other hand, it just seems sad that she has such a limited view of her feminine wiles as she's going down that Which road. Which Bell are you objecting to? Steve Bell, the cartoonist? No, you're, you're Jesus, man. Rob Bell, what does he say he doesn't, about he, he doesn't. He thinks objectifying people is wrong, but then he would because he's a Christian. I don't remember his having said that. Well, I've read the book. You haven't. Oh, you just. I've read. I've read the book. I just don't remember that bit. <laughs> I love the way you, you leave. I love the way you leave them lying around artfully, just so that seekers seekers can find. That's them. right. The pile of books by my bed in my studio. <laughs> yes. Um, where I keep a bed. Um, is is yes is is a secret plot to get other people to find them. That's why seekers hide them in the corner. Seekers, yes. That's that's their call. Hide them in the corner. Well, hang on. This is the book I was hoping. I was really hoping you'd find. Oh yes, there you go. 
You really want me to convert, don't you? That's right. Enid Blyton's The Secret of Killy Muin. That's right. Have you really been reading these Enid Blyton? I mean, why do you have a pile of children's Enid Blyton books by your bed, John? Uh, Because... (laughs) I see where you're going with this. Because I love... uh, And there seems to be some... Clotted cream on, on the pages. <laughs> Look, there's some jam on the next. What's been going on here? There's been some tussle between different desires. Anyway, so you've got lots of children's books by you, but do do tell me. Give me give me the story anyway. Well, I um, they I haven't actually read these since I bought them. Uh, I bought the, a copy of the Secret Killer Moon for a friend, and I found I picked up a second one at the same time. They are when I was a kid, they were my favourite books. Probably best not to read them now. Then. Well, they're terrible. They're abysmal, but. Um, I'm trying to write a, a kid's book, and the... Uh, the <laughs> Don't well, use her, Dean Blythe no, as a template. No, no, not at all, because her writing is abysmal. However, what she does is create a sense of adventure unlike anyone else. So she has this ability to capture adventure and, and the excitement of adventure, but she writes it so badly, and it's really interesting trying to figure out why that works. Plus, they're great comfort books if I'm feeling really miserable and can't sleep. Although I haven't done this since I bought them. They are really fun books to read, because they're just so bad and entertaining. Well, I enough. think you should prefer this book. Lol Cat Bible. Ah, uh, okay. yes. I think our cat, my cat is in this book, actually. Is it? I believe that my cat is somewhere in this book. Mm. Um, can you can you talk to the audience while I seek, seek my cat? Hello, everybody. Um, I'd like to talk to you today about... Yeah, see if you can do it for one minute, let's alone 25. Go on. I'd like to talk about the fact <laughs> oh, that yes. I do not understand... Why every one of these sceptics, these wonderful sceptics, so passionately campaign against uh, things that deserve to be campaigned against, like homeopathy and various alternative medicines and treatments and, and all these things, but they do not campaign against weather forecasting, which is of a far less success rate. It doesn't even manage to match placebo weather forecasting. They're so outstandingly wrong on every occasion, Can't and yet we it. pay vast amounts of money... We do for, for this Met Office... Yeah, that's super to, to, to do something that just, just on any basic scrutiny doesn't work well, you, it doesn't you, work it's not like oh well, they sometimes get it a bit wrong no it just doesn't work it doesn't work and even if it does work somebody might do a full analysis and say well actually you know it's it, it gets 50.1% of the time rather than 50% of the time therefore it's worth the billions of pounds oh. so, no for that 0.1% let's just have a party in whatever, yes. in whatever weather there is oh, it's I, I loved you you, you, you were you were um, printing various weather forecast images on your blog that have been appearing about your area and how they changed yes within within 40 minutes <laughs> yes the weather the for weather all days for the entire week exactly reversed yes. it was within 7:15 and 7:55 all weather changed completely I, and i've got all the ones before that and it doesn't match any of the preceding ones no, from the previous and days and i either. had a similar sort of slot machine fruit fruit machine uh, effect with my weather in my area and then eventually they just gave up and had an icon which had, which had the, a bit of the sun, some cloud, some snow, yeah. and some rain <laughs> in one icon. <laughs> well, chance you just focus on one part of it. Really, I'd have a much more respect for the weather if they would just put up a map with that icon all over it and go, eh, one of these. It's probably going to be quite warm today, maybe. Probably. Because I put my finger out the window. And it doesn't fit. <laughs> it, uh, just, yeah, just tell me what the weather is currently so I don't have to go to all the effort of looking out the window. That would, mm. that but would even that seems not... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I love best. I was watching, um, when I had to go to, and I was interviewing... I was told I had lovely blue skies when it was pouring with rain. Right. At that very moment. I was going, to, when I was, last Thursday, when I was on the way down to interview the Pythons. But not um, to see me. But not to see Nicholas. Mm. The uh, the weather forecast would promise there would be absolutely no no risk of snow in the southwest at all. It was like, oh, it wouldn't even trouble us. To stop yeah. you silly worrying. They were saying, yeah. 
None at all. So when I woke up in the morning to a blanket, a thick blanket <laughs> of snow, uh, which we hadn't had the entire season, yeah. um, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to get to London in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned on the, I watched the weather forecast from 15 minutes before, mm-hmm. just because I just wanted to see him apologise. That's all I wanted yeah. was just to see him say, look, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Obviously, yeah. I've made a, uh, we made a big mistake, and I'm sorry for yeah. what we said. No, he said. In fact, he didn't even. Did, not only did he not apologise, he didn't even do the usual thing, which is to say, "And we've had nice, nice snowfall across the southwest last mm. night." Blah blah. Just pretend like that's what they were expecting. He, did, he actually said, "The snow hasn't reached up to Brass <laughs> Bath in Bristol while it was <laughs> snowing." And he, as he said it, it was snowing. You see, that's where all the people who will defend them really must give up because mm-hmm. that is ridiculous. That's really ridiculous. It's unbelievable. It's disgrace. It's a total disgrace. I think we should, talking should about, all be shot. Talking so about I think. people who should be shot in total disgrace as you went to another little activity. Oh, yes, I went to see um, my local MP, Don Foster. I'm really, I'm very genuinely upset and angry about this. Yeah. He, because, and the reason I'm upset isn't because he he signed one of those pledges saying he wouldn't raise tuition fees and is now I'd arguing be bit, on I'd television. Be, I'd be a bit upset about I'm, that. I'm definitely upset about that, but what I'm most upset about is the fact that I encouraged apathetic voters to go out and vote this time for him based on his voting record. And his promises. Um, and his promises. I said that, you know, I explained who he was, what he'd voted for in the past, and why he was a really decent guy who deserved people's indeed, votes. Indeed, I think if you listen to a previous edition of this podcast, yes. before the election, yes. you'll find yeah. you're recommending him by name. Exactly, because of his, he voted the right way on the digital economy bill, he voted the right way on the libel reform. Seemed, really important He seemed the real deal to He you. did, he did very much so. Um, I wonder whether... He, if he could, if the Don Foster of March 2010 were to meet the Don Foster of December 2010, whether he would be as horrified as I well, am, I strongly op- suspect that he would be. Well, if he wouldn't, I think be, he genuinely was. Uh, a it's guy. a more horrifying prospect to think he wouldn't be. Yes, I, well, maybe yeah. that's why I want to think that. Yeah, exactly. It's never really um, like something out of V where you pull out the face. <laughs> there's, this, yes. there's this rat-eating lizard underneath. <laughs> that's the only alternative. <laughs> But it, it upsets me because I, he's made me to look a fool. Yeah. I recommended to people vote for this guy, and now they're seeing what he's doing. So I look like yeah, exactly. the person who is in, in cahoots with him, and I yes. feel humiliated by this pro, by this whole thing. So as you it, should, really. it depends very much. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. It depends very. His lie has caused me to become a liar. Well, if you if you had done what some people do and tried desperately to backpedal and to pretend that actually this is fine and they're moderating the mm-hmm. Tories and all that kind of thing, then yes. then I think you would have a right to be ashamed of yourself but I think no and I think the fact that I was you know I was there as an adult as an old man amongst the young students these tiny little feisty girls it was very funny these little tiny like 18 year olds well no it's quite the opposite they were were you can't possibly be allowed to go to university at 18 it's ridiculous yes it's a teenager yes so they were there shouting they were there enthusiastic and Uncle Don looked a bit peeved as I can tell <laughs> well yes it was strange he came out at the beginning so the protests gathered around quarter to nine um, and they had a meeting with him from nine till half nine the student union representatives mm. and so he came out before the meeting and faced the crowds and at which the students read out the two pledges they were going to get him to sign they were equivalent pledges to the pledge he previously signed based on the student unions and they had one which said I will vote or, or abstain no I will vote f- against the yeah, you can't abstain. Yeah, yeah no, I vote against. Yeah. Um, and then the other one said, "I will I abstain or vote for the bill." So he had to make his mind up and choose which one he would, which pledge he would sign. And which did he choose? Neither, of course. Um, so he went in. He came back out and he stood in the centre of a circle of the, all the protesters, 
Mm-hmm. Stood in the middle. Oh, there was a heavy police presence as well. Yeah. <coughs> a horseback and so forth. And they shut the roads down, which is a little excessive since there cannot have been more than 200 students there. If that. Um, well, ITV News said hundreds of students. And then they, really, they filmed it really well to make it look like a much bigger protest than it was. That's nice of them. Yeah, it's generous. Uh, it's the opposite of how the media yeah. would normally represent yeah. these things, which is interesting. So he, uh, he addressed the crowds and he was abysmal. It was so humiliating to hear him. Well, just... the, the bits that I saw in the extract seemed to be terribly bad. He was saying we didn't know the safety of the economy. Oh, I, 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 oh, I primed you goodness, for that with, with, yeah, with my bingo. With my yes. bingo saying if he, says any, bingo. If, if he says any of these phrases, you should just say, I'm bingo. <laughs> House! <laughs> we didn't know what the economy <laughs> would be like. Bingo! We yeah. didn't know uh, well, we're not, we're, 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 we, we can't Keep our promises because we're in a coalition. That's right. Yeah, all those, all yeah. those tired old pieces of rubbish. This is far fairer than bingo. You know, all that it was so frustrating. And he was saying that he thinks it's a blah blah blah. And then he eventually said, after saying all this, he doesn't know which way he's going to vote yet. Now, of course, if you're stood in, did the he mid- say he thinks? It's, but he said he thinks it's fairer. Exactly. So, so why wouldn't he vote for something he thinks is fairer? Well, he exactly. He stood in the middle of a crowd of angry students who were heckling him, and rightly so because he's mm. he's, he's lying to them. Yes. Um, but he got cross about that. He yes, didn't he like did, the well, he didn't like the fact that he was being heckled, but he did respond to the heckle. So in, mm. in in his defence, and he managed to do his same act. He came out as very friendly, very. Um, mm. he, he seemed to be genuinely listening to what people said. And he said, "No, no, no, wait. This person's got a good point." When he asked this question, and he said, he said in the interview inside, he said, "If I vote for this bill, you will be right. I understand why people will rightly be angry with me." So he acknowledges that, which is what makes it so frustrating. So anyway, yes. And then the the, the, the silliness of this whole situation was that at a certain point, we, uh, we were st- uh, me and my friend Stu, who you love so much was stood around the crowd, at the outside of the crowd. What's he doing? He's getting himself involved in English politics. <laughs> Bath politics, Nick. I don't go up to um, Edinburgh and tell, him, and, and tell him how to deal with the tutors. He lives in, he lives in Bath, Nick. Well, Anyway, no the, uh, we were stood at the back of this that crowd. That alarms me. And, um, and listening to his address. And then at a certain point, they told us all to turn around and face toward the offices. So from being at the back of the crowd, we were suddenly the front line of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the video cameras filming toward us as we stood at the very front. And then ITV News approached this, this us. angry gnome suddenly appeared. That's right. And ITV News approached for us for a comment. Mm-hmm. So I gave a comment. And then I was billed on the news as a student, which I guess is quite complimentary at 33 that I thought I was a oh, student. Oh, you can be one of those students who sit festering in the front of the lecture hall. Everybody wants, what is he doing? <laughs> Why is that man there? I'm not quite that old to be that guy. Thank no, you. no, no. With a strange boil on his head, no. no. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was on the news as a, as a, I was the voice of Bath students going. Uh, 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 yeah. Sorry, they could have cut my ear out, couldn't they? Yeah, but they seem to prefer to cut the other things out, but leave the ear in. That's right. But I said that I said that he. After all, to, uh, is human. That's correct. Um, he he. But yeah, they left. To her is human. Are you proud of that joke? Are you happy with that? No, I'm a bit ashamed. <laughs> Good, I just hope so. Not as much as Don Foster is, though. Oh, I wish he yeah, were. I hope, I hope wish well, he we'll is. see how he votes on Thursday when this episode will go up. So this episode will go up before the vote. Uh-huh. However, presumably... So everybody look afterward. up Don Foster and see how he votes? Yes, it'd be very interesting to see how most of the Lib Dems vote in this if, case. If, if he votes... Four, four or upstairs. Then I would suggest writing him a very polite letter, not mm-hmm. email, not email, letter. a handwritten, handwritten, handwritten typed letter. letter yes. yeah. But email works. He does read the emails he gets. Yeah, but they so. respect emails a lot less than they do a, a handwritten letter. I would actually, funnily enough, this puts you in quite a strong position in a number of different areas. I'm almost loath to give this little bit of advice. Yeah. In these days, where almost everything is done over email and mm-hmm. electronically, 
it means that the handwritten or typed letter sent in the post suddenly gets to barge mm. in front of the queue much more than it used to. That's just interesting. So yes. you know, if you want to get your 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 letter read out and you and yours, I would recommend. Actually, no, probably on Radio Four, they probably still are That's mostly. Yes, most of them arrived from money, typewriter. Money box live. Oh. <laughs> I wrote to feedback as a testbed production a couple of weeks ago because I was yeah. so angry with Phil Jupiter's documentary that. on Calvin and Hobbes. But I didn't listen to feedback, so I don't know whether I was featured. I, I don't think you were featured. I doubt I would have been. There's, on Moneybox Live the other day, there was a woman... Or was it you and yours? There was one of these things. Anyway, yes, a woman was complaining that she'd been sent a cash card. It's uh-huh. one of these new contactless cash cards where if you wave the card above a chip or something, then it, it acts like a bit like cash for, okay. for um, purchases under £15. Right. So that you, you know, if you want to buy your paper and chocolate or whatever, you just wave it and then you don't have to sign or put in your pin. But it's mm-hmm. limited to £15 and they've got other checks in. And she was very angry about this because she said that that's a... Uh, it, there's not enough security and she's upset about it and why did the bank send her this and so on. And why can't she opt out? And the bank said, well, nobody's forcing you to use it. You can just cut it up if you don't want it. <laughs> I said, no, that's not good enough. Why have I been sent this? I was very angry about it. And then, and then she said, it was money box because she said, uh, you know, for, for, for most people, £15 might not, might not sound, a lot, sound a lot. But for the average listener to Moneybox, who's a pensioner, that is Yay! a huge amount of money. They go, <laughs> shut up, shut yes. up. Yeah, so that's kind of that's good. The little revelation there. So, what, what what was wrong with this Calvin and Hobbes? I mean, he wrote a he, Calvin and Hobbes's cartoon with mm-hmm. not very many backgrounds in it. Quite <laughs> that's ske- right. Yes. Quite sketchily Scratchy drawn about a faces, uh, about, about a, a a boy and his monkey. That's correct. That's pretty much the level at which this documentary. Was. <laughs> yes, it was. For, and I realised that. Yes, we I know, know there's a problem with Phil Jupiter, which we can't reveal on air. We can't reveal, but it we air. we we are personally prejudiced him due to a personal encounter we had with him. Exactly. Yeah, but he's he a didn't, rude man. But yeah, he was quite rude actually. Yes, he was but, very rude. But, but he didn't make up for it with a professional program, did he? No, he did not. I can't be bothered talking about it. It just annoyed me. I'm annoyed. just sound like a crazy. Well, the problem is, I just sound like a crazy Kevin Holtz fan going, eh, you got it right. But did. it was just the whole episode was. So, it, my, my main issue with it wasn't the factual incorrectness all the way through, mm. but it was that he was obsessed with that Bill Watson hadn't uh, monetized the strip. Hmm. And hadn't made the cuddly toys and the greetings cards and all this. Well, I wondered whether he. And, and I wasn't a, listening properly, but I wondered whether he was obsessed or whether he was impressed. I, I couldn't tell. He, the well, that was the problem that he wasn't impressed. He was frustrated. He's, I want to buy t-shirts and I want the. But he's the sort of chap who would have done that. Oh yes, Jupiter's is course, a yes. is a commercial sort of chap. Shall we, chap, shall we say? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, look at the way the the, mic, the studio microphone is just slowly drooping down as the podcast goes <laughs> yes. on. I hope it doesn't affect the audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a little blue pill for our microphone. We do. <laughs> Don't be rude. So we should probably talk about Mr. Aswang. We should probably talk about him. I have a very simple point. Yes. People getting very excited and saying mm-hmm. he should be put in prison and so on. But for my mind... It's very similar to what happens when there are computer security holes. And there's an old phrase talking about the fallacy of security through obscurity. Right. uh, Which is, if you try and hide something and it comes out, it's better that it comes out quickly and publicly to everybody than to just the bad guys. Because you can be sure that if you know about it, somebody worse than you knows okay, about so it. Is it kind of similar to the Streisand principle? Yeah. So I, no, no, not quite in that. Okay. What, I, what I would suggest is 
people who are going on about, oh, look at him, he's going to cause the end of the world. No, if he's got all these cables and he's got all these facts in his hand, you can be 100% certain that other people have got those facts in their hand who are in a position to use them. Um, other embassies right. have got those facts. <coughs> yes. Um, you know, no, there was no news to anybody for whom it would matter. Right, yes. At all. Yeah. Um, and so I can't get too excited about it, except to say that um, it does reveal how diplomats seem to have turned into these peculiar shadow government spy mm. services now not turned yes, into yes. one would have hoped that, that some, some of that sort of nonsense would have ended at the end of the Cold War right um, these people are unaccountable and doing very quite distasteful sort of things mm-hmm. um, without the proper open scrutiny that a democratic principle would generally require and it seems to me the more people excuse that behaviour as being necessary for national interest um, the more suspicious I become. I think national interest is such a horrifyingly widely used excuse for all sorts yes, of nefarious right. nonsense that, in a sense, I'd like almost to raise that whole area. I'd like that not to be possible anymore if, and see what happens. I suppose it's a bit like scorching the earth so that new things can grow on it, and I, maybe I feel a bit like that. Right. In a sense, I'm almost disappointed how bland and banal the stuff that's come out has come out, because, let's yes. be honest... Has there been anything that surprised anyone, really? No. I don't think so. And in a sense, that's a bit... that, that And some people, real conspiracy theorists, have been saying, ah, it's a put-up job. It's to make us feel oh, really? safe. And that's because oh, that the real secrets don't come out, and they think that this is all there is. Like, not, no 9-11 revelations, yes. nothing to... You know, oh, oh, goodness, um, Prince Andrew is an arse, and we have some factories that we don't want bombed. Who'd have thought it? Whoever would have thought that? They uh, they did make the someone at WikiLeaks made the point yesterday that we are at three hundred of two thousand two hundred fifty thousand. Um, so there's a lot more to come. Well, what WikiLeaks WikiLeaks does prove is that that method of information dissemination is not tenable. Um, no. there, there needs to be a decentralized system. And effectively, it needs to come. It needs to sort of bubble up. In a spring, a, like a uh, torrent. Uh, yes, or any any form of uh, yes. person-to-person file. It sharing. just needs to bubble up suddenly. Yes. Oh, look, there's this file. Why don't you but pass it along? And it just needs to start appearing, so that and, and not associated with any name, whether these rape charges are concocted yes. or not. Um, it's very easy to deal with names. I read a couple of articles about this today, which I think are interesting. One about the rape charges, which is pointing out that everyone is being so quick to dismiss these, which is a little distasteful when it comes to rape charges. Normally when people are quick to dismiss rape charges, they tend to be grotesque, anti-feminist, I tend to dismiss, misogynists. I tend to dismiss some rape charges. Because I'm not prepared to fetishise rape, you see. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, is in our, our culture fetishises rape uh, as, in some sense as being worse than death. And I think that causes a lot of psychic problems for people who suffer from it. Okay. I don't. Th- I would get rid of rape as a uh, as, as an offence, and it would just treat it as assault. That's a very controversial argument. It, it would, would you not it, say it that would, it has more severe consequences than assault? Would, well, that's 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 the problem. No. Um, the, the, it, I think it, you'll find it does because it's been fetishized. No, I don't think so. I think you'll find sexual violation has a much because more impact, greater impact. You're begging the question. Am I though? I think yes. I think you're ignoring research. You're you're begging the question that that research is done ex nihilo. Hmm. Because if we hadn't, from a very early age, told a girl how upsetting and dangerous and beyond death rape was, 
uh, then what would the agree. research say? Well, you you may well be very wrong. I may be wrong, but I certainly disagree. I because would, I think I the would, act. I would completely. Yeah, well, of course you do so, because is no is so. If you consider the two, the difference between that act and the act of being hit by a crowbar. I would prefer it's, to be raped. Inv- I would prefer to be being raped than hit by a crowbar. I don't imagine that would actually play out in reality. I would prefer. I, I, want to put, I want to put this on record okay. now in case any of our listeners have any ideas. Uh-huh. If, you, if you must assault me, I prefer that you assault me with some fleshy part of your body than with a metal crowbar. Thanks. But it's invasive. If you put a, a metal crowbar up your bottom hole, yes, then I could see that that would be more severe. Than well, being hit around the head by a crowbar. So you you prefer to be hit around the head by a crowbar than to have something put in an orifice. If yes. Well, there, I think, ladies and gentlemen, that that proves my point. <laughs> because it reminds me of this rape victim who was. You remember the Central Park jogger? No. Uh, there was a famous uh, a woman who was jogging around Central Park, and she was quite badly, brutally raped, and mm-hmm. you know, left with, with within an inch of her life, kind of thing. And she didn't, I, I, I don't know if she even remembered any of it, really. And feminists were basically telling her, oh, the, you, it, it's so terrible for you, um, you, mu- you must have wished that you died rather than have to experience that, or not experience that, because she, mm-hmm. she, she was so bad she didn't remember it. And she says, no, I'd rather be raped a thousand times before lunch than die, don't be ridiculous. Right. Um, and I think that's probably the right attitude. And the more that you fetishise it, and the more that you put it on this horrible little pedestal, um, because remember why it's been put on this pedestal. It hasn't been put on this pedestal for lovely, cuddly reasons. It's because it, well, the reason it was the most invasive, dangerous thing and the most horrific thing to think about was because of the patriarchy. The patriarchy said, if your woman has been raped, she, she is property that has been defiled in the worst right. possible way. And what's worse, you can't be sure about your children and whose children they are. It is the, the, the fact that rape has been put on the pedestal is a product of the patriarchy, is a product of treating women as these very delicate little pieces of property whom you dare not defile because otherwise um, they're, it's a bit like on Antiques Roadshow. Oh, what a pity. The, the, the rims got a bit soiled. So uh, whilst I would have told you to insure it for 10000 you'll only get 50 quid for it in a car boot sale. That's the mentality that got raped to where it is today. But I, I think you're ignoring the impact of sex and the significance of sex. I think you're ignoring that when you come to this. If someone punches me in the face has a very different emotional effect on me than if someone sexually violates me. I think you're ignoring the emotional I'm not ignoring it, and I'm saying that it, it, it might have something... There, there may be and may well be something intrinsic about it. Mm-hmm. However, that intrinsic uh, multiplier, I'll call it, has been logarithmically right. um, enhanced beyond all recognition because of the will of the patriarchy, and you've fallen for it. <laughs> I see... Well, I feel... So I, I think in order to do it, there needs to be some sort of reverse discrimination going on, and effectively rape needs to be treated as serious assault and nothing more. Try that for a few generations and see how... see, And then we'll, we'll do a count. You, 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 let's split the world into two. You're, in your world, rape continues as it okay. is now. In my world, it's serious assault mm-hmm. and is treated just as if you've been hit by a crowbar. And we'll see um, who has greater psychological problems after being infected and inflicted by it. I can't. I, I, what I'm thinking about now more than anything is the listener reaction to this conversation. In terms of, I can imagine. I can't think of, of anything more controversial we featured on the pro, on, on the podcast. Well, we've talked about kiddie fiddling. Well, yes, but we've unfortunately we've never joked about it. Mm. But this, I feel like, 
It's funny, I was thinking, I can imagine someone listening saying, that's it, I'm never listening to this again because I'm so angry with what Nick said. I'm very, I'm very happy if they do that. Well, sure. It means, it means that they're, they're, they're suffering substantially from the inability to think through important issues. And I don't want a person I, like that listening to I think to that's it. true, but I think they're also suffering from the inability to disagree with something and continue engaging with it. Well, I don't, I, want to, I don't want to... I'm, I I'm, not, yes. I'm not happy with no, no, having no, no, those. No, no, I, no, if no, you no, can't no. disagree without being cross and, 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 and raping your laptop, then you can leave. But what I also think is interesting is the fact that I, I, de- I genuinely disagree with you. I think you're wrong about this subject. But you don't, and know, I I, you to don't your, know I'm wrong. I don't know. No, I don't. Of course I do not know that you're wrong. But I think you are. And I listen, when I hear your argument, I understand your argument is... is do you know how... Ar- no, let me finish. Your argument is unfortunate because I can't say any argument that I have. You can say, ah, oh, but that's just because of the public consciousness about the subject. So I can't really win this argument on that level. But I still think you're wrong. At least, I, I, but I at least I'm suggesting... Uh, at least I'm postulating... And a, a mind, a thought experiment, and yes. how you can figure it out. Whereas you're saying, no, 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 no the lady's not for turning. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying I think you're wrong. I disagree with you because I think there's something on a, a far emotion. And I would also argue there's something on a spiritual level about sex as well, which you. you well, yes, but you're, you're handicapped in this in this argument. You may of argue that. that, but I may argue that I'm better equipped in this argument because I understand that there's a deeper consequence to sexual violation than. Other forms of violation, which I don't, other forms of physical attack, which I don't think you're acknowledging. No, there, however, there, is a there, there may well be a hierarchy. However, if I had to choose between having a crowbar, being hit on the head with a crowbar. Mm-hmm. But you'll recover from being hit on the head on a crowbar with no lasting effects on your psyche. Oh, goodness, you do seem to have a very thick head. If you if you are not brain damaged, if you're not brain damaged, there's a lot of provisos in here. Well, your skull's pretty damn solid. Right in. <laughs> to, to podcast at rumdoings.com if you would prefer to be raped or you would prefer to be hit on the head with a crowbar I think you can be hit on the head with a crowbar and survive that without long lasting damage John Walker has chosen the crowbar I have chosen I've crowbar. chosen rape okay <laughs> I put my money where my mouth and anything <laughs> else is <laughs> But anyway, the point I was trying to make was, I wonder if people would say, I'm not even listening to this again because of Nick's Well, I hope so. What, no, while ignoring the fact that 50% of what they're listening to is on their side. I think it's interesting that people may say, so, just, just because yes. people are so against the idea of disagreeing with people, something, no, they'll be the horrified. they agree with No, me. because it's such a taboo, people will be horrified that it be brought up in any serious sense mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I think that's what will be upsetting people. I can picture those whom I know won't want to listen, but that's fine. This um, is fine. Yeah, what I, fine. I mean, if you look at look at the way that rape is dealt with in certain um, very unpleasant tribalistic patriarchal societies, um, certain Middle Eastern societies, for example, when the woman is raped, it is an honour crime. Who's right. dishonoured? She is dishonoured. Mm-hmm. And she is then dealt with even more brutally, yes, pos- killed or disappeared. Yes. That's what you get when you fetishise rape. Well, no, because it doesn't happen in this country. It, some very similar things used to happen. Obviously not to the level of death, but it was a, it was a dishonour to the woman. Which is and, grotesque. And, yes, but all that's happened now is that that dishonour has been shifted and it's been turned into this horrific psychic experience that you're supposed to have. And if you don't, there's something a bit wrong with you and you're probably in denial anyway, which is why you're told. If somebody says, well, I've been why raped... Why is that I've been raped, wrong? I've been raped. It was, a, it was an unpleasant experience. Um, I certainly don't wish it to happen again. And it was as bad as any assault I can imagine. Say, oh, you're in denial, dear. Because what, you should, be, you should that, be far more effective. Why is that wrong? 
I don't wish to tell people that they need to be greater victims than they feel the need to sure, be. Sure, okay, that's because fair. because I feel they need to slot into my impression of victimhood. Person, what about the person who does manifest the the, the, the victim? Well, then I would dislike? say I would say to them, I'm very sorry uh-huh. that you're in a society that has prepared you for this role, and I would prefer to create a society where you were less affected by this event to the degree that it's not it hasn't just affected you um, emotionally and physically but it's affected you to the depths of your psyche in a way which I would argue it didn't need to I think I, th- I think we've prepared you we've prepared you for the fall and then we're slightly happy that you've fallen with such a thud I think you are ignoring the impact of it being sex I think you're ignoring that aspect. I'm not ignoring it I told you I'm not I, I'm prepared to admit the certain hierarchies however you're talking about crowbars and I think crowbars proud <laughs> sex what about a plank? How thick is this plank? It's a two by four. I, just, I don't want to be hit. By, I, I, I don't want to be I hit think, by a two by four. But I I'd think you're a man. Bruise on I my think, head. I, I think you're a man. Who, to have been raped. I, I think that you're a man who hasn't been affected a lot by physical violence. <laughs> well, no, I haven't. Because you seem to be massively underestimating. Well, I'll just be hit on the head with a little crowbar and I'll be fine. I'm you watch, hurt. You've I'll watched. Have a big you've watched bruise, too, Maybe you, a cracked skull. You've watched too much Tom and Jerry, right? <laughs> where they, they just get a little bump and they press uh-huh. the bump down. And, tweet, 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 tweet. That's right. There's nothing wrong with a little tweety bird flying around my head <laughs> for, for about four seconds. Uh huh. You, you think you think of the world? <laughs> no, I don't. The world has got wily e. coyote in it. You think the Acme product? The worst it'll do is it'll um, make you slightly charred about the face, and then you'll get up again. No, physic. Your body is not as strong as you think. But I broke my arm, and it hurt a great deal, and I always had to have two separate operations. But I'm not traumatized there are, there are plenty of, there, by having my arm there, there are, despite, um, despite our fetishization and the false consciousness we try to inculcate, there are plenty of people who are raped who um, are not massively psychically affected by it and just see it as something unpleasant and then get on with their lives. Would you say that they're in denial? No, but I would say that they are extraordinary people. That's what I would say. Are they? Yes. Well, I would agree. They're extraordinary people for having fought against the great expectations that society demands of them. <laughs> I think it's extraordinary claim. Do you know, we haven't got any time to discuss WikiLeaks. Time's up on that horrendous note. <laughs> Wake up to rape, John. <laughs> that's, your, that's your new slogan. <laughs> Wake up to rape. It's not that bad. It isn't. Rape is not that bad. I think. Oh my goodness! I, think, I got you to say that. I think rape is oh. not that bad would be a far better slogan than all these, or than all these effectively the the snuff movies that are put on as government information. Rape is not that bad. However, if you're a rapist, you'll be thrown in prison and ostracised. How about that? But what would you give a greater punishment to a rapist than someone who gets into a fight and knocks someone unconscious? Well, to be fair. Usually, sometimes raping will make you unconscious, but usually it doesn't. So are you saying that causing your brain to be so damaged that you go unconscious is is better? John says that brain damage is better than rape. No, being knocked unconscious is not brain damage. It is. That's why you go unconscious. It's not permanent brain damage. How do you know? You're a neurosurgeon now, aren't you? Yes. Go go and speak to Peter Tatchell about that, who was beaten by Mugabe's thugs and now has permanent brain damage. Well, I'm sure you can get brain permanent brain damage, but that's not a consequence of unconsciousness. You seem to be talking... Uh, well, actually, it is. You seem to no, it's not an inevitable consequence of being unconscious. It's to get brain damage. No, but it can be. But it can it, be. Oh, oh, it's funny, and yet you're talking about inevitable and deeply rooted consequences of rapier, which you're an expert on, but apparently <laughs> apparently, you're okay with those bits, but not. But, but suddenly 
neurosurgery you're also an expert of. I am an expert in neurosurgery. I have a PhD in it. I think you need to admit you're wrong. Okay, I'll, I'll admit that I'm wrong <laughs> as long as you admit that you're also wrong. Okay, we're all wrong. We're all very wrong. That's splendid. It's been a very wrong podcast. Splendid note to finish on. On which to finish. Ra- no. Rape is one thing, grammar is another. <laughs> would you give a greater sentence to someone for getting grammar wrong than you would for rape? Yes. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.